Christmas is so special to all of us who are redeemed because of what God the Son did to take on flesh so that he could die in our place and lead our resurrected victory over the penalty of our sin. There is nothing minor, there's nothing passive, there's nothing insignificant about the birth of Jesus. It changes everything, and I pray that it's good news to you today, to your soul, to your life, as we worship him and look to his word together. Earlier in our service, I read from the Gospel of Luke chapter 1, verse 4 through 20. I'd like to take a few minutes this morning to look closer at this amazing testimony of our Lord's birth in the flesh and consider what it means, especially what it means for our lasting joy and peace. Luke 2, 8 through 10, the same region where shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. The glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. The first thing we hear the angels tell the shepherds in this most amazing, extreme moment is they have good news for them. We all like good news, right? But this good news the angels brought the shepherds that day was extra special. For unto you, they said, is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The word Christ means Messiah, the royal Redeemer, the Messiah was the promised one of God. He is the, the one who would deliver God's people unto lasting victory in life with God. The Messiah was the one generations and generations and generations had spoken of, talked about, and waited for. There was nothing minor about this announcement. He was here, it was a huge deal. And when the angels said they bring good news, they truly were the most amazing news. But think about it with me for a moment. To be just so honest, there, it was in this remote, quiet, dark field where shepherds were doing what they always do. Tending to their sheep. And the angel of the Lord appears before them to announce to them the Messiah, the one who the world had been waiting for, has finally arrived the greatest news those shepherds could have been told. It, it truly was. It was the greatest news those lowly shepherds could have been told. I, I want you to not just hear that, but really think about it. It was better news than if they were told, you have won a million dollars. Better news than them being told, you are being given superhero powers. Better news than those shepherds being told, your sheep will never run away again. All big things, massive things. It was bigger than those amazing things because this news meant a much greater impact on their lives than all that stuff. What's fascinating is when you slow to think about this news, it is simply the announcement of a baby being born. How is a birth announcement such great news? 
especially to a bunch of lowly shepherds. Until we really get what God has done in the incarnation of Christ and what it means for the lives of those he came to save, it is easy to just see the birth of Jesus as a historical event that really doesn't have much bearing on my present day life or struggles. So much so that maybe you lately have been really waiting for big news. News maybe about your job. News maybe about your health. News maybe about a loved one. This news is so big that it makes this annual celebration of Jesus' birth feel like just a regular thing because you're thinking about that other news and its effect on your life. The simple proclamation of a baby being born will not mean very much to us unless we truly understand who that baby is and what he came to do. Christmas is not just about a baby being born who brings about a new religion for people to follow and get committed to and get caught up in with the hope of some circumstances changing. Christmas is about the arrival, Scripture tells us, the arrival of lasting joy and hope and peace and love as we've been focused on throughout the Advent this Christmas and the lighting of the four candles and our Advent wreath. The problem is, even though we've been focused on these amazing life-changing truths, the arrival of lasting love, lasting hope, lasting peace, lasting joy, even though we, we're here, we, even though we acknowledge that he is the reason for the season, right? The truth is many of us can still struggle to see the true potency the vital importance and magnitude of what God the Son taking on flesh means for us. And so we end up getting excited about just about everything else more than him. More than just an annual holiday. I mean, likely you were really excited to wake up this morning. I'm not just talking to the kids. You adults know who you are too. Right? There was something you were anticipating, giving or getting. And it was exciting. It was exciting. And, and I'm sure it was wonderful. Praise the Lord. But, but if, that, if those things, if that time is your deepest affection and joy and hope and gratitude this Christmas then you miss the magnitude of Jesus' arrival by comparison. The good news the angels announced that day to the shepherds on that hillside is not just good. It's the best news they could have given. Why? Because Jesus' arrival meant the rescue and the fix of our greatest problem in this life. What is it? our separation from the Holy God because of our sin. No matter who you are, where you're from, what you believe, this is your greatest problem in this life. To be separated from the Holy God because of your sin. That separation not only affects us now, but it determines a reality, our reality for eternity. 
So it carries an immeasurable amount of weight and consequence. Think about that for a moment. No matter how healthy you are, how rich you are, how beautiful you are, no matter how loved you are, how surrounded by family you are, how talented you are, how, much, how well your life is going, apart from Jesus saving grace in your life, you are enslaved to sin. And this is a most damning and eternal reality. Another way to think about the way the Bible talks about this and to give us a visual to help us understand the depth of this reality is the fact that our, in our sin, apart from Jesus, we are in a spiritual darkness that cannot be overcome except for the light of Christ. And so in the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. That's really good news when you understand your condition in sin. Because no amount of money or gifts or relationships or superpowers are able to help you out of your spiritual darkness. It can't relieve the condemnation we've earned because of our sin, the separation we have from the Holy God because of our sin. Only the promised Messiah can do this for us. Jesus only Jesus can deliver us from our darkness. So when the angels came and announced that first Christmas to the shepherds, I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. This good news would, would not only impact those shepherds in that region, but would travel through generations across the globe to save people of every tongue and tribe and nation. We must see the heights and the depth and the width of this great news today, church. And only then do we begin to see why they, what they mean when they say it is a great joy. The second thing we see the angels speak to the shepherds is good news they bring is of great joy. Those three letters are big. It seems small, but it's big. J-O-Y. You see it all over at Christmas. Some of you have it on your sweaters, on your door signs, on, on, on your trees, in your house, throughout the city. We see joy. We see it in lights. We see it on banners. We see it in frames. We, we hear it in songs. There's a lot of ways we taste joy in our everyday lives, but there's something special about Christmas joy. And it has nothing to do, I'm sorry to say, with gingerbread or lights, or fireplaces, or holiday songs, or family. The arrival of Jesus is what makes it special. When God the Son takes on flesh and is born unto us, it means the arrival of great joy, of true and lasting joy. This is not natural joy. It is supernatural joy. Look further down the page and, 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 and see with me how we see this in the shepherd's response. Verse 15 and 16, when the angels went away, from them to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And it says they went with haste. That means they were really, really excited. They didn't drag their feet, church. They were stoked to go see what they had been told. And then in verse 17 and 20, when they saw it, they made known the same. 
can you just picture with me the shepherds running up and down those streets of Bethlehem, sharing with people, we have to tell you what we've heard and what we've seen, how excited we are about this. It says later at the end of verse 20, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as had been told them. This is so significant to understand the greatness of their joy. Why? And I love this because circumstantially, church, nothing had changed for these guys. Nothing changed. They're going back to the same hill in the same clothes to the same rotten sheep to do the same job they've done every day up until that point. Nothing has changed. They didn't get a bonus. They didn't get Air Jordans. They didn't get... None of that. But while it may seem that nothing's changed, everything had changed. And that's what we have to see. Why? Because the Messiah was here. The promised one of God had come to save his people from their sins. Matthew 121, she will bear a son. You will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. This is truly good news. What we see all throughout the Holy Scriptures, the testimony after testimony of people who are experiencing great joy despite the fact that their circumstances had not changed. In some and many of them, they actually had gotten worse. And yet they are filled with joy in the Lord. It's a joy that stems from something deeper, something not dependent on your circumstances, but stems from knowing and trusting Jesus as Savior and Lord of your life. It is a reality, it is an identity shift you can't measure in a cup or with a bank account or in the mirror or with a trophy. It is much more central to who we are and now what we've come to know in Christ in our lives. When Jesus comes into your life, he changes everything about this life and the next. And so when the, sh the shepherds, they got this. They got this. I mean, again, we can kind of breeze by it, but it's just so much evidence right before us that we just don't consider. One point that I love is, I don't know a lot of blue-collar men called off their job site to randomly make a hospital visit to see a random baby born and then leave that hospital, running through the hospital, running through the parking lot, running through their city to talk about this baby that was born. Truly great joy had arrived. The birth of Jesus. And it is good news, and it's for you and I who trust in him as well. This Christmas, you can choose to try to have joy in things of the world, but those things are all growing old and breaking down. Or you can trust Jesus, who is God in the flesh, who is the source of true life and joy. Jesus' birth means the arrival of God in flesh. And one of the reasons why this changes everything is that he is the all-satisfying object. The psalmist said this well, Psalm 43, 4, God is my exceeding joy. 
Psalm 16:11, you will make known to me the path of life, and your presence is the fullness of joy. In your right hand are pleasures forever. And I love the testimony of Mary in our text. Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. So notice something now with me. The shepherd's joy, Mary's joy, it it turned to praise to God. And suddenly there was with an angel the, the multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, saying, glory to God in the highest. Praise is the result of this joy. A life devoted to him, a life to, to live for his glory and no longer our own. True joy, authentic joy, what it does is it makes you sing, makes you give praise. You don't see a good movie and then keep it to yourself. You, you, your kid doesn't score a goal and you stay quiet. True joy turns to praise. When we find true joy in things, we speak of it and praise it. No greater joy is there than what Jesus brings, new life with him now and forevermore. This is why his church sings. Amen? This is why we throw the biggest party of the year every Christmas. The celebration of a baby who was born over 2,000 years ago in this little town, Bethlehem, this tiny little place. We do this because the Messiah came to save us. To wage war on our darkness and to win. Amen? To give us our answer from our greatest problem. Better than that, to give us himself greatest treasure we can know. Now look at one other quick amazing thing that I love in this testimony. I love to highlight for us. Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. See with me, Jesus came to bring peace The prophecy of old, Isaiah 9, 6, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given. He will be called the Prince of Peace. Jesus is the only true source of lasting and holistic peace in our lives. Jesus said himself, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give it as the world gives it. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Do you notice in our passage that Jesus came to bring peace to those with whom he is pleased? The Bible says that in our sin, we are enemies of God. So how is anyone able to please God? Another prophecy of old, Isaiah 53, 5, testifying of the crucifixion of Jesus in our place. He was pierced. For our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. The good news is the baby who laid in the manger is peace. The one who was beaten and hung on the cross to take our deserved wrath and death upon himself is the prince of peace. 
the hero who conquered death and rose to everlasting life, is our lasting peace. His name is Jesus Christ. His life, death, and resurrection is the greatest news we've ever been given. Only in him and through him is God pleased with us. Please hear that. Only in him will you ever know true peace. For you to be one that, who, with whom God is well pleased, you must be alive in Christ. You must have died to yourself and given your life in faith to Jesus, by which he is your Savior and your Lord. This is true Christianity, to repent of sin and to trust and walk by faith in Jesus every day he gives us. It's not about us. When we make it about us, it gets really wonky. When we live for Christ, then God is glorified. The fact is, God the Son took on flesh. He was born of a virgin in Bethlehem, just as the prophecies had told. He lived without sin so that he could sacrifice his life in our place, his flesh in our place, so that we could pay for, so that he could pay for our sin, so that we who trust in him as Lord could be given his righteousness and justified and adopted and taken into God's family now and forever. This is the only way to be restored to the Holy God. The only way out of our darkness, the only way out of eternal damnation is to trust Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The question is, will you confess your sin before him and submit your life to him today and every day he gives you under the sun? Is there nothing more important in your life than him? All the temptations, all the temptations of the flesh, of the ego, of the fear of man, we set aside to live for and trust him. I pray today is that day that you turn from your sin and trust your life to Jesus. I pray at a minimum you do real business with these most serious things Maybe ask a friend who you know loves the Lord, maybe is walking faithfully with us. Ask your questions. Dig into your concerns. Understand these truths rightly. Don't play light with these things. God is doing a great thing, an exciting thing in, in this season of our historic church. Disciples Church is the first Baptist church of Bakersfield. We're in our 134th year of gospel ministry here. And it's such a joy to see what he is doing and to be part of it. We'd love to have you who are visiting find a, a, a long-standing permanent home to grow with the saints here as we look to the Lord in all things. To you, church, who belong to Christ, you belong to Christ. You love Jesus. You've trusted your life to him May this good news of great joy this Christmas cause you to well up with worship for him. Glory to God in the highest. And share the peace and the joy he's entrusted to you in Christ with those he puts in your path. Amen? I'm going to pray. We're going to light the Christ candle. We're going to sing. And then we're going to go. Will you pray with me, church? Lord, I thank you for this time together in your word to just pause and consider a text that we surely have seen many times before. But the beauty of your word is the depth of its ministry to us. That you would 
move and work in us right now, right here today. Help us to not clamor for just the next fun thing on the agenda today, but to really do business with the very thing of why we celebrate Christmas. Where do we stand with you? For those who are yours, Lord, maybe we've played light with these things lately. Maybe we've allowed our selfishness and our sin to creep in. Lord, let us repent of that and, and, and walk by faith for your glory. Lord, I thank you for the joy that many are finding here today in your word. Do your work in us as we worship you and testify of you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.